welcome to Trussell Wizard Podcast. My name's Chirito Galbanzo. Very soon I'll be getting in my car and driving to Liverpool to see Art Brute play at the Jacaranda Phase 1. Let's start things off with a song that I'm most hoping to hear them play tonight. It's all about My Little Brother. Just discovered rock and roll. My little brother just discovered rock and roll. My little brother just discovered rock and roll. There's a noise in his head and he's out of control. And yes, it frustrates. Let's let him make his own mistakes on the dance floor. Watch him go now. Boy, those moves I just don't know how. My little brother just discovered rock and roll. My little brother just discovered rock and roll. My little brother just discovered rock and roll. He's only 22 and he's out of control. How's he living with all of that unforgiving on the dance floor? Watch him go now. Boy, those moves I just don't know how. My little brother just discovered rock and roll. My little brother just discovered rock and roll. My little brother just discovered rock and roll. There's a noise in his head and he's out of control. He no longer listens to A-sides. He made me a tape of bootlegs and B-sides. And every song, every single song on that tape said exactly the same thing. Why don't our parents worry about us? Why don't our parents worry about us? brother just discovered rock and roll my little brother just discovered rock and roll my little brother just discovered rock and roll he's only 22 and he's out of control my little brother just discovered rock and roll my little brother just discovered rock and roll my little brother just discovered rock and roll there's a noise in his head and he's out of control my little brother just discovered rock and roll my little brother just discovered rock and roll Good advice that. So Art Brute, yeah, playing tonight in Liverpool. Um, you might uh, know their song Emily Kane. Uh, it famously got to number 41 and was, I think, something like three or four copies short of selling enough to get into the top 40. So it was almost a hit. Uh, and that's about the closest they've ever come. That was in 2005. Um, fronted by Eddie Argos. Um, that, that, that song Emily Kane was off their first album, Bang Bang Rock and Roll. Um, they did a few more albums after that. My favourite uh, of those being uh, the 2009 album Art Brute vs Satan, which was produced by the, the one and only Frank Black. Um, uh, Eddie Argos wrote a book um, a few years ago called Formed a Band, which I was uh, one, of the, one of the many people who helped crowdfund that. And uh, it was no disappointment at all. It was well worth the crowdfunding one of the best and funniest musician autobiographies I've read. In fact, it's where thinking about that earlier today made me realise I lent it to one of the other two wizards and I haven't had it back, so I need to need to chase that up. Um, so apart from Eddie, uh, who sings in the band, um, all that well, you could call it singing, um, you know, he, he might, he describes it himself as um, 
in, in this on Formed a Band, he describes it himself saying that, uh, um, yes, this is my singing voice. It's not irony um, because he just basically talks. He doesn't and shouts quite a bit. Um, he doesn't really talk, but doesn't really sing. Um, so that's a, that's a, would often be a barrier for people liking him. If you can't get past that, you're not going to enjoy them at all. But I, I can and I think they're wonderful. But apart from him, uh, I'm not sure how, how many other original members are still in the band. But I do know that Charlie Layton, uh, drummer in, in the semi-legendary Wedding Present, is playing with Art Brute on this tour and played on the most recent album. Check out our interview with him that's on TrustTheWizards.com. Why don't you? Um, recently on the Twitter, um, journalist and uh, radio broadcaster Pete Pafidis, and apologies if I'm saying his name wrong, but he, you probably know who he is. He's the fellow who used to do the music reviews in uh, Time Out back in the 90s. He, he was interviewing uh, Eddie for his radio show and he started up a hashtag, which was hashtag the lyrical brilliance of Eddie Argos. Uh, we, we, as uh, Trust the Wizards, we contributed a few times to that, that, that thread. Um, there are certain lyrical themes that recur in Eddie Argos's lyrics over the years, uh, recurring themes of unrequited love, of ex-girlfriends, of slagging off the partner, the new partner of your ex-girlfriend, um, drinking too much, um, one night stands and regrets, and an obsession with pop music and indeed Top of the Pops. Um, so I'm just gonna read you a few of my, uh, my favorite uh, Eddie uh, Argos lyrics starting with a few on the sort of love uh, romance one night stand theme uh, this one's off the new album from a song called Awkward Breakfast I don't need this heartache I just want some cornflakes last night you were, you were being rude with me now we're eating bowls of muesli and that one like many of these um, starts off with him talking it and ends up with him shouting it uh, for no reason other than well why not um uh, in in this song Bad Comedian he says um, again he's addressing his, an ex-partner and, and their new beau um, you're walking around like love's young dream he dresses like he came free, with, came free with the enemy how can you bear to hold his hand I bet he signs his name in Comic Sans um, and a more positive uh, one from Emily Kane uh, this a song about a, a childhood girlfriend who, he's, who doesn't know where she is these days but he's still in love with her as the chorus uh, decries I, I hope this song finds you fame I want school kids on buses singing your name a, a tremendously romantic notion I've always thought um, another one from a song called Am, Am I Normal that uh, again this is a talky bit in the song uh, and he's talking about uh, in this song he's talking about how he um, gets very nervous when he's near this, this the girl in, he's singing about Another time I overheard you saying you were going into town. And at the time, I lived right between two towns, so I wasn't sure which one you meant. So I bought a bus pass and went to both of them and looked for you everywhere. When I finally saw you in WH Smith's, I got scared. Oh, well, there you go. We've all been there. Um, so as I say, uh, uh, there's another one called... Got, uh, I was going to say it's called Got Myself a Brand New Girlfriend, but that's not what the song's called. Um, the chorus goes like that. The song's actually called um, Good Weekend. Uh, and there's another talky bit in the middle of that that gradually becomes more and more shouty. Um, so he's very, very happy in this song about about this, this new, brand new girlfriend that he's got. Um, so we went to the cinema. We came home from the cinema. We went through the front door, up the stairs, through the bedroom door, 
onto the bedroom floor. By now he's really shouting, I've seen her naked twice. And for repetition's sake, I've seen her naked twice. Yep. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, the, the, the drinking theme is is in there a lot. Um, and often combined with... Uh, um, so, so he often kind of takes existing lyrics from other songs and kind of gives them a bit of a new twist. Uh, this is one of my favourites of those um, from the song Mysterious Bruises, Bruises, where the chorus goes, uh, I can't remember anything I've done. I fought the floor and the floor won. Marvellous. Uh, uh, there's another, there's another one of those on the new album where he's where he kind of uh, is is um, referencing other pop songs uh, on this in the song Veronica Falls, um, where he sings we wait, we were waiting for something to happen just like Veronica Falls, but it was more like Delamitri and nothing happened nothing happened at all. Um, uh, yeah, a few more on the on the pop music front. Uh, from the song Axel Rose, who uh, if it, I don't know if how serious he's been in the song, but he seems to be saying that Axel was a bit of a um, hero of his when he was younger. Um, but the opening line this is the opening line from this song, and it's tremendous. This world is fucked, and you're an idiot. Why don't you take Why don't you take a long look at my middle digit? Here's another one from the new album, uh, and it says, "I'm going to grow old like Robin Hitchcock." My hair will be white and my shirts will be polka dot. My lyrical well will never run dry. It's good to hear, see him touching on uh, uh, an obsession of of the wizards there, which is the uh, the polka dot shirt collection of Robin Hitchcock. Um, there's another one which I enjoy where he's um, talking about um, in the song Clever Clever Jazz. He see, seems to be addressed at like a support band or something like that, a band that he's gone to see live that he's not enjoyed. Um, uh, but but then some of the times he seems to be singing about his own band so make of that what you will you could say amateur hour but you'd be wrong we'd play for nine minutes we've got two songs Shot, stop shouting play one you know and let us get on with the show you're working in a genre you don't understand um, yeah another one from uh, formed a band uh, we sing he's, he's often is singing about the uh, the lack of success that Art Brute have. Um, um, and from their first single, uh, Formed a Band, Honey Pie, I don't know when it started. Stop buying your albums from the supermarkets. They only sell things that have already charted. And Art Brute, well, we've only just started. Fantastic. Uh, another one from, from the new album uh, on the song Hospital. Another th another thing that he does quite a bit in, in some of his songs is he'll be singing a, a, a lyric and then the backing vocals will gently mock or sometimes outright contradict what he what he is um, the narrative of the singer. Um, it does that very very well in the in the song Hospital on the new album, uh, where they really slag him off, uh, and he doesn't seem to notice um, slagging off his his holier than thou attitude about how he's going to stop drinking and taking drugs when he gets out of the hospital. Um, well, there's a good good bit in there that makes me laugh every time. It just says they tried to they tried to make me go to rehab, and I said that's probably a very very good idea. There's another on the, on there's another song I can't remember which one it is, but um it's quotes um the Frank and Nancy Sinatra song um saying something stupid like I love you. That's a good one as well. I can't remember what what song that one actually is. Uh, 
We've played uh, Art Brute on our podcast number 62 back in June 2016. And uh, we played the song The Replacements. And we played a song by The Replacements. And the chorus of that is all about how... Um, well, I'll, I'll read it to you. I can't believe I've only just discovered The Replacements. How have I only just found out about The Replacements? Some of them are nearly as old as my parents. Um, the uh, um, There's another one about... Um, um, moving to LA on, from the song uh, Moving to LA um, where he says um, when I get off the plane the first thing I'm going to do is strip naked to the waist and ride my Harley Davidson up and down Sunset Street I may even get a tattoo my problems are never going to find me I'm not sending, sending one letter or even a postcard back I'm drinking Hennessy with Morrissey on a beach out of reach somewhere very far away pure poetry man pure poetry uh, and then there's um, another uh, favourite of mine where he's singing it, where he likes to comment on other bands and things um, from the song Slapdash for No Cash, um, which is all about uh, how he likes records that sound a bit rough around the edges, nothing too overproduced. And we're right with him on that one here at thetrustlewizards.com. Um, why is everyone trying to sound like you too? It's not a very cool thing to do. Why would you want to sound like you too? Just press record and play it straight through. They call it lo-fi, if you say so. Call your warm jets, Brian Eno. Slap dash for no cash. Those are the records I like. Slap dash for no cash when something doesn't sound, sound quite right. Testify, brother. Testify. Uh, probably my favourite uh, uh, lyric of, of theirs isn't really to do with either of those things, but just about modern art. In the song, Modern Art once makes me want to rock out. Um uh, there's a there's a bit that just makes me smile every time I hear it. It says, uh, I'm in the Pompidou, that's in Paris. And the French, they're far more laid back about their art galleries. There's little children running around. I see a piece by Matisse. That's my window of opportunity. I take five steps back. I put my head down. And he's really shouting by this point. And he says, and I run at it. Um, on the new album, uh, there's a song. Um, we're going to play a song from the new album next. I'm hoping they will play tonight. Um, you may be familiar with the old girl group song, um, He Hit Me, and it felt like a kiss. Not really something we could uh, condone, obviously, um, in these days or indeed back then. Um, but that's Phil Spector for you, I suppose. Um, they've, they've turned that around and uh, written a song called She Kissed Me. And it felt like a hit. Um, and I really like this one. Um, Spiritualized did a song with a very similar song title a few years ago, but it wasn't particularly good. Um, listen out in this bit for just after the talky bit where he's, he's um, he says, and then. And there's an absolute killer drum fill. And, um, and then uh, a little lovely, brilliant little instrumental section. Um, I'm going to get going because, um, like I say, Liverpool are in the Champions League tonight, so there's going to be a lot of traffic on the roads, and there's two support bands. Um, hopefully I'll catch them, and I'll be able to tell you all about that later. In the meantime, here's uh, Art Brute with uh, She Kissed Me, and it felt like a hit. Let's go to the cinema 
back because we don't want the film distracting us. Let's spend our nights drinking gin and the daytime sleeping in under the covers. Being rude, only coming out for takeaway food. Keep going, don't stop. I feel like I'm on top of the pops. Keep going, don't stop. I feel like I'm on top of the pops. Hello again, we are now post-gig. Uh, sadly, I didn't make it in time to see the first support band. They were called Free From Above. So the support band I did see were called Salt the Snail. And just like Eddie Argos did later in the evening, well, they gave a stunning demonstration of how to be a compelling frontman. They were a four-piece band, drums, bass, guitar, and a singer. Uh, the music was pretty much hardcore punk slash metal. Not really my kind of thing, if I'm honest. But you couldn't fail to be entertained by the performance they put on. Uh, whatever the opposite of phoning it in is, well, that's salt the snail for you. 
They kicked off with a song about a big dog. The chorus saying, you don't muck about with a big dog. More good advice there. Uh, lots of head banging, lots of shouting. Uh, then they announced that they didn't have a set list. So they were just going to throw paper plates with song titles into the audience to randomly select which song they were going to play next. The paper plates themselves were very nicely decorated. I've got a photo, so I'll put that on the blog. They were made into uh, cutesy little rabbits, which did seem strangely at odds with the uh, music they were playing, but there you go. So in the second song, the singer suddenly runs off the stage, careers through the middle of the crowd and gets some bloke just to my left. Um, he picks him up, picks him up like a fireman and uh, carries on singing while holding him on his back. And then... Then he held the bloke above his head. Um, the bloke was like in a straight line and he held him above his head like an Olympic weightlifter. I think it's called the jerk, isn't it? Or something like that. Anyway, all of this while still singing the song all the time. Yeah, I've not seen anything like that before. If This was the second gig in a row that I've been to where a support act has had me genuinely scared for my own well-being. Have a look on the blog at trustthewizards.com see my review of Beak at Gorilla in Manchester uh, last week and in particular the unhinged Frenchman Uze who supported them. And here we go again because I found myself moving slightly to the right so I could stand behind a very tall person so that the uh, singer Christian wouldn't get me involved in any of his uh, extreme audience participation. Um, he, a bit later he held the mic stand above his head as if, as if he was going to throw it at the crowd. In fact, he told us a couple of times that he was going to throw it at, at us. And then he mimed doing exactly that, but of course he didn't actually throw it. But a few of the crowd, including me, um, flinched when he feigned throwing it, which he thought was very funny, um, to be fair to us in the crowd. It was fairly early on in the gig. We had seen him lift a man above his head and generally jump around and scream like a madman. It didn't seem totally beyond the realms of possibility that he might actually throw the mic stand. Anyway, there were other songs. Uh, I enjoyed uh, one called All Hell and another one called Coffee. There was particularly fine drumming on that one. I'm going to play that one for you in a minute, actually. Uh, it should be said, by the way, that the band's playing was spot on all the way through. Uh, and uh, next thing you know, Christian, he was this is the singer, he was moving the furniture around. There was a sofa in a corner, which he uh, went and moved to the front of the stage. And then he lay on it to sing the next song. Uh, then he got, he got later on, he got two cans of beer. Um, he smashed them together and um, sort of gunned them both, but pouring them on his face or in his mouth and mainly uh, on him and on the floor. Uh, then a little while after that, he re reappeared. Uh, with, I don't know where he got it from, but he had a stepladder, uh, which he put right in the middle of the room. It does beg the question, is, is did he bring that with him? Is that is that part of their back line? Do they do that at every gig? I don't know. Maybe it was just a random step letter we found in a cupboard or something. Um, but uh, I have to say, I once had the misfortune of having to sit through a ladder training course with a health and safety officer from Warrington Borough Council who was probably the dreariest person I have ever met. Um, but because of that, I was a bit concerned that the ladder was placed pretty much exactly where he just gunned the beers. A step ladder on a slippery floor? Ooh. Well, you want to be careful there. Uh, the man from Warrington Borough Council would be having an absolute shit fit about that. But he wasn't there. Uh, good thing too, otherwise Christian would still be there now, checking the feet and the styles for possible water damage. He got on top of the of stepladder. Of course he did. And he sang the next couple of songs 
from the top of the stepladder before um, re returning to the stage, reading a poem. Yes, that's right. Reading a poem. Uh, it was actually a really good poem about um, kids with nothing to do, all parted out by 21. Sort the snail from Widnes, and I used to work with young people in Widnes, so yeah, that, that's true. Uh, then the band were throwing a load of glow sticks and random inflatable objects out into the crowd for the final song Laser Quest, which had a bit of a disco hi-hat beat going on. Uh, anyway, let's let's have a listen to them. Uh, this is one of uh, several of their songs that's available as a Name Your Price download on their Bandcamp page, which you can find at sortthesnailband.bandcamp.com. And this is called Coffee. Salt snail there, nice one. So then on to the main attraction, Art Brute. Very strong start with two of their best known songs. Uh, right at the start of the gig, um, formed a band. Uh, and then the song that we kicked off tonight, uh, My Little Brother. Eddie Argos was changing a few of the lyrics to bring them up to date, uh, which was entertaining. There was a bit in, the, the bit in formed a band that usually says, uh, we're just talking to the kids where it became uh, we're just talking to people in their mid to late 30s oh eddie how i wish that were true mate i was in my mid 30s when that song first came out uh, there was also a very topical lyric change with the seven mps who left the labor party today to set up their new independent group uh the bit in formed a band which normally says we're going to be the band that writes the song that makes israel and palestine get along changed to be the uh, the song that makes the two sides of the labor party get along and in, in My Little Brother, there was an extended talking bit in the middle after the bit that normally says, why don't our parents worry about us? Eddie then explained at length that his little brother, who, who was 22 in, in the song and out of control, is now very much in control. He has a house and he's now a teacher and he's um, 30s, you know, late 30s. And it's apparently Eddie that his parents worry about uh, because he's uh, started a band that is just about successful enough so that you can carry on doing it, but not quite successful enough that you can actually make any money out of it. And that led to a very funny sort of extended comic sketch where Eddie acted, acted out a phone call between him and his mother, where she was pointing out to him that bands with singers who can't sing and they just shout were very trendy these days. And he, he, he role played his mum asking him if he'd heard of Sleaford Mods and Idols and Slaves and... Uh, um, he, him reply and say, uh, Mum, Sleaford mods are just art brute if I only had one mate. Um, and similarly with slaves and uh, and even Queen thrown in at the suggestion of an audience member. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. 
and the band were just playing on behind him. I've mentioned Charlie Layton, the drummer from The Wedding Present, already. The rest of the band were fantastic all night. Uh, the other original member who was there tonight is the lead guitarist Ian Katskilkin. Uh, he also plays with another great lyricist in the band Future of the Left, uh, who I saw play a brilliant gig at Thekla in Bristol a couple of years ago. And he was fantastic tonight. The other guitarist is a fairly recent addition, Toby McFarlane. And the usual bass player, uh, Freddie Feedback, is off on maternity leave at the moment. So um, um, I apologise, I don't know the name of the person who was on bass tonight. But I can confirm that he was wearing a cowboy hat. And as I say, all the band were fantastic. Uh, it can't be easy following Eddie at times. He goes off on some wild tangents. And even though he did a, a joke later on that his, all his ad-libs were, were the same every night. They played about six or seven songs from the new album. Uh, very early on in the gig, they played the song Hospital off the new album. Uh, and Eddie explained that was actually a true story. Um, and Eddie introduced the following song, the song after that, saying, here's a song that explains how I ended up in the hospital. And that song was Alcoholics Unanimous, which is one of my favourites. Very pleased to hear that one at the gig tonight. And I'm going to close this podcast with, with that song. Both of that songs have some of that thing I was trying to talk about earlier but didn't explain very well, where the backing vocalists are contradicting and, and giving a more honest version of what the lead singer is saying. In in the song Hospital, Eddie is saying how he's going to stop drinking and he's going to become, become straight edge and eat lots of fruit and veg and, and the backing vocals uh, sing back to him, he's going to be unbearable and he's going to be a little sanctimonious. And in the chorus of Alcoholics Unanimous, which you'll hear at the end, Eddie says that despite all the drink and despite the hangover, he's hiding it well. But the backing vocals don't agree. Listen out for that later on. I think another reason why I love those bits with the call and response backing vocals might be also because it reminds me a little bit of the late great Rick Mayles version of Do You Love Me? So I'll play a bit of that at the end as well. Another uh, standout song was Modern Art, which is probably the highlight of the whole gig for me. Uh, near the end of the song, Eddie came out into the crowd. He made us all sit on the floor while he told a long, convoluted, and of course very funny story about visiting the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. Uh, there's a photo I took of that which I'll put on the blog. Uh, and it's interesting because every audience face you can see in the photo is just smiling broadly and laughing along with Eddie's story. And you can't ask for much more than that from an evening's entertainment, can you? Uh, after a while of telling his story, he was then telling us to get in our head, uh, get a picture in our head of a piece of art that we particularly like uh, before doing a countdown. And we all sprang up together for a final chorus of uh, modern art. Makes me want to rock out. And another highlight and a song that's now becoming my favourite on the new album, I think, is, is the song Too Clever. It's a very smart song which I think is is about anxiety and overanalyzing things and finding it hard to calm down. Uh, the, the lyric that says, All, always on tr transmit, never on receive, as the song says. The last line in that um, is, uh, says, sometimes the smartest man in the room would rather be outside howling at the moon, uh, which was followed by some great wolf howling at the end of that song. Uh, we also got the wondrous Emily Kane, of course, another great highlight. In the encore, we got uh, the song Bad Weekend, which is another song about Art Brute being sort of the nearly men of indie pop. Um, he sings, sometimes it's hard to stop when your heart is set on top of the pops. And, and it has a brilliant, brilliant chorus that makes me smile every time, where he just sings, popular culture no longer applies to me. Uh, and during that song, Bad Weekend, we got part of another great song, 
probably my favourite of all the Art Brute songs about the music industry, which is called Demons Out. Um, uh, Art Brute, which talks about the Art Brute versus Satan, the record buying public, we hate them. And I particularly love the lyric in that, which just says the record buying public shouldn't be voting. So we stayed up and we argued all night. If we can't change the world, let's at least get the charts right. How am I supposed to sleep at night when no one likes the music we write? Brilliant, brilliant stuff. At some point, I can't remember which song, Eddie used the mic cable as a skipping rope, which looked tiring, but it's a good trick if you can do it. Uh, nobody could ever say that this band and this singer are not giving their everything to the to the performance. Eddie made a comment during the gig about about showing off, and that is exactly what he's doing, but he's very good at it, and he clearly enjoys it very much. Um, the final song of the night, uh, post serving out, as that was finishing, he goes all Ziggy Stardust on us for a while, singing Give Me Your Hands Because You're Wonderful, which is you know, an old cliche, but it's brilliant. Uh, then he recites the advice of the, the great philosophers, Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Be excellent to each other. Before leaving the stage with an unexpectedly heartfelt and sincere I love you to the crowd. He's been away from, from the stage for a while, but he seems to really revel in the love from the audience who are very, very happy to give it to him. And another recurring message of his lyrics is, um, for example, in the chorus of Maternity Ward, where he sings everything's going to be all right. And, and indeed, in the in the very first song, uh, formed a band, uh, when he says, we're going to make a, write a song as Universal was Happy Birthday that makes everybody know, make sure everybody knows that everything is going to be okay. He's given that message to his audience and to the world, but I also think he's a little bit, he's given that message to himself. And I've been reading that Eddie's a busy man with lots of other responsibilities these days. He's got a kid, he lives in Germany. He's, Germany, he's got health reasons why he can't and shouldn't be out doing long, tiring tours. And a lot of the lyrics I've quoted in this podcast have referenced Art Brute's lack of major commercial success. But I get the feeling that in his heart, Eddie knows that he's got himself a hardcore audience that love him and his music and they'll be buying Art Brute's music and paying to see them live forever. As the song Cult Figure on the new album says, um, Cult Figure, don't snigger, it's not about making the audience bigger, and he truly is a cult figure. He is, to paraphrase the Labour Party, for the few, not the many. But he does seem re-energised by the great musicians he's got surrounding him, and by a great new batch of song, songs, and I really hope there's uh, more, more of that to come. Uh, you can help that happen, of course, by finding out when Art Brute are playing near you and by buying their music from their website, www.artbrute.org.uk. You can buy his artwork uh, from www.lofipunkrockmotherfucker.co.uk. Uh, the song Alcoholics and Unanimous is coming very soon. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Trust the Wizards podcast. Art Brute, top of the pops. 17 weeks at number one.
I've been up all night 